How's everybody's Wednesday? It's BP Hero Podcast, Season 7, Episode Number 26. We're back. A little vacation action. She says, in Lars we trust is, should be the title, but I don't think it is. But um, let's talk about superstitions tonight. I'm going to put that on the list. What's up, Eric? How you doing, buddy? You did make it. We're back. From the little vacay action. Branson, Missouri. Of all places. Very scenic part of the country. Lots of good things to look at. I mean, that's up to you, I guess. Okay. She's cruising real close to getting herself a microphone again tonight. Yeah, she got a power nap on the couch, so she's ready for action. Going to be up until 2 in the morning. Uh, yes, Eric, I did. I thought I replied to that. Maybe I didn't. Oh, hi, sweetie. Oh, good night, baby. <laughs> I hope you heard her walk by and like <clears throat> her throat. I'm talking to the internet. Mmm, yeah. <laughs> so, anytime she sees... I've got my broadcasting software pulled up where I'm t- like talking to my microphone. She always like makes some noise because I've got like levels meters on here and it'll kind of like let me know if I'm clipping or not. Holy smokes, guys, she's about to lose a tooth. So every time she comes in here, she tries to inadvertently make a noise. She made it <clears throat> right before she walked out. And now she's standing here again. And when I put it up, it will show a hole. What? We're not gonna. We're not gonna show them the hole in your tooth. She's a. She's. A, she's about to lose a tooth, guys. Big deal. And she just bumped into the dog. Uh, but yeah, Eric. Anyway, I thought I. I, I replied to your uh, message about the PO box thing. Maybe I didn't. It's just been like a whirlwind. Outside of everything, uh, since I was on vacation. It was pretty much on the grind from basically last Monday. I mean, I, I don't even get a night off tomorrow, but I'm going to try and sit down and collect myself and get caught up with my thoughts and my phone and all my messages. I've got uh, a handful of messages on Instagram, of people reaching out trying to uh, price check some stuff, and I just keep forgetting to sit down and do it. I know, Tony, if you're in here, um, I've been meaning to check on your hat for you to see, uh, clarify on that color thing, see if we can get you a hat ordered. Um, headbangersports.com for all of your apparel needs. Plenty of headbanger gear. They also do custom uniforms if you're looking for league uniforms. Uh, full dyes, pants, they do it top to bottom, front to back, the whole nine yards. But they also have regular apparel on the website. Hats, uh, no shorts anymore, but there's also uh, t-shirts, beanies, bucket hats, all that stuff. But man, what an adventure it's been. How's everybody's 4th of July? <clears throat> I have played more rounds of golf in the month of July 
Then I have softball games. Not sure how I feel about that. But that is, in fact, a thing. So, um, let's see. Did League get rained down on Friday? What happened Friday? Maybe we just didn't have League. Can't remember. Yes, we did, actually. We had League on Friday. Went out, did our thing. Lost. Got walked on. Well, they lost two games in league all year, and a bunch of young kids just came out and put us on our asses. Uh, we didn't have a lot of our veteran players that night. And a lot of time when it comes to like winning softball games, more times than not, um, experience will prevail over um, young and athleticism and that kind of thing. But... We had a lot of uh, green players that were not athletic. I don't think we had a single player. Okay, take that back. We had two players on the team under the age of 30. And we played against a group of kids that I'm not sure a single one of them was over 22 years old. And every last one of them was athletic. It just, it was bad news. I think the, the final score was like 20, 22 to 6 or something. No, 22 to 4. Because I scored two of the four runs. My wife scored one, and then somebody else who was hitting in front of me scored one time. And I think maybe combined we had 10 hits in an entire six inning game. <laughs> the umpire accidentally let us play six innings. I wasn't even paying attention. I was kind of out there grab assing around, having a good time. Like, yeah, we're losing, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun. Am I saying that I had fun? Losing 22 to 4? No. But I'm also saying that, like, it's not the end of the world. It's really not. Especially if you've delivered those losses. And, and I, not to sound full of myself, I play in a very rural area uh, against uh, not a lot of competition, but I have given out plenty of those losses. So sometimes you just got to take yours. Handed out plenty of run rules, so to take one once in a while never hurt anybody. I've still had fun with the other team. Joked and laughed and carried on because they were a bunch of young kids. Yeah, they were tryhards. But there's something something to be said for uh, the appreciation of the game and the aspect of don't let it ruin your night. We had some some younger people on the team. Take that back. We had three. Sorry, we had three three kids. Under they were actually all three of them were under uh, twenty one actually, and everybody else is just old. <laughs> but they're frustrated. They were mad. We were down eleven nothing before the other team even made their first out of the game. <laughs> and just kind of like looking at what we had going on and and how we were set up, it's just like man, we're screwed. But oh well, right. How was everybody's fourth? Splendid time, I might say. Go ahead and get this posted onto the Facebooks.
Oh my. I don't know why Facebook's got to go changing their layout. But I don't like it. Boom. Alright. We're sharing on Facebook. That usually gets the crowd rolling in here a little bit. Adam, what's up, buddy? How you doing? My man Adam posted his review of the Monster Trippin'. They're you trip bat. If you have not seen that video yet, I suggest you head over and check that out. And you know what? Let's pull it up. I want to talk about this. Adam being the humble turd he is. Really just kind of played this off, but I'm not going to let him. This man in this video hit an absolutely dis... If I can find that. Oh, where's it at? It's down in here somewhere. Okay. We all like it. Okay, here we go. Adam, let's talk about the swing. Let's let's talk about it real quick. Okay. He plays this off. You know, when you when you can't do this, you can't do that, bro. Listen. <clears throat> Personal, personal thoughts and opinions. I don't care how hard someone can hit a ball. The quality of hitter, the style of hitter, the whatever you want to call it, does not matter when it comes to reviewing bats. What matters is that you can be honest with yourself, you can be honest with your viewers, you produce good content, and you know what you're talking about. And, and Adam checks all those boxes. I, I really I really enjoy his reviews. And he takes some swings sometimes that I'm like, man, that's nasty. You don't have to hit a ball hard to be a good hitter. Look at this. Just, just look at it. Leave it muted. That's, who's, who is fielding that? Please tell me. Come on, got my man Mr. Muscles out there. Who's fielding that? Nobody. Let me answer that for you. Nobody. And look at it. Rolls down. Bangs off the fence like... I'm, I'm up at two with that. Who's getting to that? That's nasty. Never, and, we never got rung up. Oh, he never got rung up, he says. So I, I even mentioned it in the you know, nasty swing. And then he... You know, I, and I do the same thing. Don't get me wrong. He says, no bat speed. No power, bat speed, fat and old. Be crafty. Dude, crafty is right. I've seen more than a few of those swings from you in these videos. I'm telling you what. Oh, see, th there you go right there. I was lucky. No. <laughs> you ain't going to play that with me. 
hell of a swing. It really inspires me to want to take more batting practice videos with angles like that. I am terrible at those swings, those types of swings. I got really good at them for a while, and I don't really know how or when I kind of lost that touch. But at one point during the offseason, I think it was going into 2020, um, when I was playing with the Sonic the D team, we got together and hit a lot. We were, I mean, it was a group of, of six or seven of us sometimes every Sunday during the off season. And dude, I got to the point, I remember we were all staying in there just kind of jacking around. I had, you know, I got like fucking 250 softballs. So everybody hits rounds of 10, you go pick them up and start over again. I hit, I'm not kidding you. I, it was like, seven, I'm serious when I say seven. Seven balls in a row, it literally looked like every last one of them was a replay from the one before. And not to take anything away from Adam's swing there, but it looked just like that, but it was like 95 miles an hour down the line. <laughs> I couldn't tell you to save my life how to do that now. I've lost that touch somewhere along the way in those two years of, of my swing falling apart, but... There's a lot to be said for those types of swings. There really is. And it's just like Mike says there. That's an unselfish softball swing. Yeah, that is 100% unselfish. And it's it's a skill and a craft that a lot of people don't have. Like a ball like that, you can get to get out there, go down the line like that, hit and then roll against the fence and stop. Anybody with any kind of decent speed, you're probably at third. I mean, Adam and I are, are turning that into a double because somebody's got to run out there and get it because it's not rolling to them. They've got to run to it. Just There's a lot to be said, and I feel like those swings go unappreciated sometimes. Great swing, Adam. I hate to do this to you, but stand by for just a second. I got to go fill out this water bottle. I thought I had more in here. Sorry, I'm back. No, Adam, you're right. Guys don't work at those swings. Um, it's it's a lost art for sure. Everybody now, and like, this is going to sound like such an oxymoron thing to say, but everybody now wants to just cut a ball as hard as they can every swing. Does that happen for me a lot? Yeah. Am I trying to cut stuff? No. My swing is just, that's just what it's going to do. I tried for a long time to get away from like down swinging on the ball and level my swing up a, a fair amount for the most part. But I think just the, the natural cut is just always going to be a part of my softball swing. But now the, the cool thing is, is cutting the ball and, and watching it hang in the air uh, four feet off the ground and, and trying to hit them off the fence. But I mean, at the end of the day, unless you're hitting that cut ball, 110 miles an hour every swing they're getting caught if you hit it at somebody on the infield where they can reach it it's getting caught it's easy to catch a 90 mile an hour line drive is routine for a D shortstop it just is 
unless it's at his ankles about ready to bite him off. It's it's it, it's routine. Um, even even Helmer kind of weighed in on that a little bit a couple of years ago. Like his his goal when he was still hitting, and I don't know if he's playing senior ball or not. I don't think he is. But when he was hitting, still hitting in games, his goal was to have the ball through the infield on one hop. And I kind of stopping and thinking about that. I'm like, damn, like that's not a bad mentality. No matter where you hit it, just get it through on one hop. Like, cause uh, a lot of the times the cue that Brian and I use is aim for the lip of the grass to like hit those like cut line drives that get through the infield really fast. But what happens to those sometimes is they're either right at an infielder and they're caught or you get too much at the bottom of the ball. And even though you did cut it and you hit it really well, it just hangs in the air and an outfielder catches it, especially in a four man. You know, you can't really like cut a ball into the gap. And and even then, then you run into hitting the ball into the gap and it gets out there so fast that you don't even stand a chance of making it a second and they're picking it up off the fence. That's happened to me a lot. Um, just just hitting the ball hard enough on a short short outfield, short grass outfield, uh, that it rolls all the way to the fence, but it gets out there quick enough that I can't make it to second because I'm slower than molasses in January. But had it did what Helmer talks about, take one hop through the infield, and then even if it skips a few times and then rolls all the way out there, it's still getting out, it's it's still slowing down. Yes, it stands a better chance of getting cut off in the gap, but at the end of the day, it's still something that's going to get you a better chance to get at second base than a frozen rope that one hops the fence because it got out there so fast. See, Mike says, that's why I love your and Adam's reviews. Most reviews are trying to hit as far as they can or worried about radar numbers. Yeah, and like more power to the guys that want to have home run derbies with their reviews. I don't mind it. It's just not for me. Um, I don't... I'm not saying I can't hit home runs. But to me, like, I'm not swinging a bat worried about how good it performs based on how many home runs it hits. Um, the, the two bats that Brian and I hit yesterday were a Mike and Benefit the Badge, which is stupid cheap. If you're a baller on a budget, don't mind taking a little bit of BP to break something in. It's it's last year's KP23 um, with a, a, some tribute graphics on it is what it is. Uh, and the KP23 needed... A couple hundred swings to wake up and get going, and then it was great. And this one's about to turn the corner and do the same thing. It's the same swing count, same compression, same everything. If you're balling on a budget, that is a hell of a bat for the money. But, see, we hit that, and then the balanced Mike and U-Trip Freak Primo. Both U trip, obviously, and I think I think combined I hit three home runs. But it wasn't because I was swinging out of my ass trying to either. But if I'm basing a bat's performance or, or how good it is or ranking it based off of how many home runs I was able to hit with it, there'd be a lot of bad bats out there. I just don't see the benefit in just trying to hit every ball further than the last one. You don't better yourself as a hitter doing that. I mean, some people might. And it's not bad to take those rounds every once in a while. Everybody needs those rounds every once in a while. 
but not not all the time. You just you just can't. Um, and I understand, you know, for certain people wanting to t- wanting to film a review like that, it's totally a, a show thing. You know, I mean, if you're putting on a show, who's looking away? You know, next thing you know, you've sat through a 12 minute video of of 400 foot bombs. And I'm not mad that I did, but to me, that's just not a review that I'm looking for. How you, how can you control it? What else can you do with it? There's a lot more that goes into a bat than how far you can hit a ball. And it, the, the same thing with radar numbers. Like, I don't care how fast you can hit a ball off of, off of a, a tee or, or off of a live swing with the radar going. What I care about is what your average is. Did you hit 105 once? Or did you hit 105 10 times? Or did you average 105? If you hit 105 once and then averaged in the in the low 90s or the mid 90s, whatever, I mean that doesn't excite me. What are you capable of consistency-wise with this bat? What are you capable of? That gives me an idea of what I might be capable of, right? That's why I, I do not like radar stuff. I, I seldomly feature it on the channel. It's just, I don't know. It's irrelevant to me. I know a lot of people enjoy it. And maybe I need to do more of it. Who freaking knows? Maybe I'll make it a point. I mean, Brian and I have kind of been talking about doing something different for reviews here uh, as of late. Just to kind of mix up the content a little bit. Uh, we've, we're going to get a lot of bat reviews out this year. I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to get a lot of bat reviews out. So I'm trying to do what I can to not make it so monotonous. Or it's like wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, featuring different hitters is also a good way to do that. Uh, featuring a third hitter. Um, we've had Spencer out hitting with us a handful of times. Really uh, enjoying that. Spencer is is an awesome dude. He's, he's one of my favorite guys to hang out with. One of my favorite guys to see at the field. One of my favorite guys to watch play. One of my favorite teammates. Uh, it does not get any better than Spencer Washington. If you haven't played softball with that man, you need to figure out a way how to. Just Everything about him is good. He's a good hitter. His, his attitude is always good. He's a good pitcher. He's good anywhere you put him in the lineup. He does not care. He's there for some vibes and to have a good time. Like Stuff like that also makes it fun. Uh, and if you saw the video that I posted on the Facebook page yesterday, <laughs> of me and Brian just out jackassing around, he jumps to hit a ball. I threw it probably 20 feet in the air and... He just jumps to hit it because he wanted to be a smartass. And to, to me, you know, I was being a smartass to him, so he wanted to do it back and hit a rope down the first baseline. I wish the camera would have been turned a little bit more so you could have seen how well he hit it. I mean, you see it go out of the picture. But dude, I mean, it, it like painted the right field line. It was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I was laughing. You know, we, we laughed and, and had, a, had a decent little intermission there to laugh and giggle about it. And then I laughed when I got home and saw how funny it was on camera. Then... I laughed again when I woke up in the morning and checked some notifications and saw that <laughs> people had been reacting to the video and I laughed all over again. It had me busting up all day long. That's that's what that's one thing that's fun about hitting with Brian is sometimes <laughs> in, in in circling back here. Right, sorry, I'm gonna tell you one thing to say another. Mixing up the reviews is gonna help us out a little bit too. Just because again, it gets monotonous. So sometimes we just get kind of bored. 
and just kind of start acting like jackass. And that's kind of what we did yesterday, and that was a product of that. I mean, yeah, we're still out there um, grinding and working on things. Uh, I've been, I didn't yesterday, just because I had a different focus in mind, but I've been working on trying to um, wrap the third base bag. Basically do what Adam did with that swing that I showed you, but down the left field line, kind of wrap the ball around the bag. I've seen some guys that do that, and they're really good at it, and I've always kind of envied that. I'm kind of figuring it out a little bit. Um, as I am losing, I am aging, and I'm not getting any smaller, uh, I am losing some of my power. So you got to find uh, different ways to be relevant, be creative, and it does test you as a hitter as well. But to do something like that would be uh, pretty cool, pretty fun, and just kind of mix it up, you know? I mean, even if it's just something you bust out in the league if you're not comfortable enough to do it in tournaments, uh, just bust it out in the league. I hit a few shots... Uh, doing that same thing, got kind of a feel for it, figured out what I needed to be doing, and then went to league and tried it and hit like a two-hopper to the third baseman. I was like, well, that didn't go well. <laughs> but that's why you practice, right? So uh, just a couple of topics I do want to talk about. Um, if you follow the Cardinals at all, then I don't, I don't know how close you would have to follow them. I don't know how public it was. I, I, just, I listen almost every game, listen or watch. Almost every game, and uh, Miles Michaelis, I believe it was, saged the bullpens, the field, and the dugout, and their bats have erupted since he did that. What is the, the where you burn sage or, or do the? I, I don't know. It's it's. I'll be honest with you, it's hippie shit. Not necessarily something I'm into, but there's people that dig that stuff, and that's perfectly fine. I, I'm not knocking you for it. But he goes out and does his thing because they were slumping. They were not looking like a great ball team. And now they're just going nuts. Absolutely nuts. And it kind of got me thinking, like, what are some other, like, weird superstitions? Um, I don't know that I have any anymore. I mean, I'm sure I do. But nothing that, like, really screams out at me, probably just because it's so routine. Um, probably the only one I can think of that I have now is... Um, my pre-swing I walk up to the plate step back and then take a couple of pre-swings one if I'll take one if I get a hit I'll stick with one if I get two I'll go with two um, and I never ever ever if I bang the bat off my heel I gotta take the swing again it, it's just uh, so I guess I do have a superstition but uh, outside of that, like, I can't really think of a whole lot of stuff. I, there's, like, you know, weird little quirks and things like that. When I hit T-work, like, <laughs> I have to teach people two things. One, when we do T-work, we hit every ball with the four, with, with, with the four seams, you know, like a four-seam fastball. We hit every ball the same. We put it on the tee the same way. I don't care what size it is. I don't care what, what, uh you know BP rocket game ball every ball sits the same way has to <laughs> I can't even like wrap my mind around hitting the ball a different way and maybe some of that is because like uh, I'm, I'm looking to uh, when, when I do swing off a tee I'm not intentionally cutting the ball but 
um, a, a good flat backspin swing. Uh, tells it, it's what I want. That, that's because that's kind of the strike I'm going for. Um, you can't tomahawk at a ball off of a tee, but you can take an extremely flat level swing and generate a ton of backspin. Questionably more than chopping at the ball. So that's kind of my focus when I'm doing tee work, just because it's something that uh, kind of helps me with like a palm up, palm down snap, helps me with my wrist snap, it helps me with my drive. And one of my cues when I hit is uh, hit it like it's heavy. Hit the ball like it's heavy. You don't want to get, I, I, when I help some people kind of learn to hit and kind of get their feet wet with hitting. Um, one thing I really preach is uh, hit it like it's heavy. And what that basically makes you want to do is swing through the ball. A lot of people will get their bat to the ball and then uh, peel up off the ball or peel down off the ball. Uh, creating a lot of miss hits and a lot of inconsistency. Um, think of it like hitting uh, an axe with a tree. You don't get to the tree and then stop your swing. Like that should be the most intense part of your swing. Right before that axe hits that tree, you should want to snap your snap, snap the axe into the tree. You should want to snap the ball through the bat. You don't you don't get to the tree and then stop and let the axe just run into the tree. You swing all the way through it. Hit it like it's heavy. You have to move it. Uh, I like doing uh, total control balls. I know uh, there's theories that they're hard on bats, and I'm sure some they are. Uh, total control balls are very good off of a tee. Um, you can hit a flat soccer ball. You can hit a flat ba- uh, basketball. Uh, you can do those kind of things just to kind of teach you to push and drive through a ball. But when you hit off a tee, uh, every ball must be set on there the same way. And the same if we ever run the Blue Flame pitching machine, which you haven't seen, I don't think, Hardly at all this year, if at all. But every ball must be set on it the same. And to me, that one, while it does sound ridiculous, is just about consistency. Um, just the seams on the ball are turning over and not like wandering or pushing off or rolling way, one way or the other. Just from a consistency standpoint. I don't know if it makes a difference or not, but... Um, I don't know if it's a superstition as much as it is just a habit. If I'm pitching and I get a ball just absolutely just smoked back at me, as long as there's nobody on base, and even sometimes, depending on how hard it was, like, was it a prayer that I caught this ball? Like, did I almost die? (laughs) If you check the box, yes. Call time, play catch with someone for a minute, and, like, kind of settle yourself back down. I I see a lot of people, they'll get get a ball hit back at them, and... If you just stand there, you know, the batter's, oh, sorry, 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 or maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but you're dealing with that interaction. Yeah, everybody, hey, you okay? You good? You okay? All you're doing is thinking about it. If you just stand there and think about how hard that ball was hit at you and it scared the shit out of you, if you stand there and think about that until the next guy gets in the box, there's a decent chance you're probably going to walk that next batter or at least be gun shy or be a little shook, right? So if it's if it's uh, like a really close call, I will call time and just throw the ball with a fielder. But if not, if there's nobody on base and I get a ball hit back at me like that, just take it around the horn. Just get your mind off of it. Take it around the horn, watch the ball around the horn, just, just like it would be an out at first base. Um, j- just to get yourself to do something other than stand there and wait for the batter. You know, kind of clear your mind a little bit.
Um, Adam says the weighted balls are great for that first base swing. Aim for holes with weighted balls. Work on your angles, and you go in the hole with a little authority. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Because it's going to teach you to... That's what I'm really bad about, especially right now. Uh, in a game, I guess just because it's, it's game and instinct, I don't think about it. I can still hit. I can hit the right side fairly well. I can even hit the right center gap. But in batting practice, I think I just think about it too much. Uh, you know, because it's like if I miss, it's not a big deal. I get another ball to hit. But in a game, it's got to be the perfect everything or you're not taking that swing. But I never thought about the weighted balls for working on a swing like that just to get you to hit it with some authority. Because, like, right now, um, in BP, what I'm really struggling with is, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, my hands coming around the ball as much as it is. Um, I'm just not waiting long enough, and I'm not really, like, focusing on driving. Anytime I hit a, try to hit a ball to right center, it's just a pop-up <laughs> that tails into right center. I mean, it's a routine fly ball to the center fielder that just kind of tails off to right center. I, just, I cannot find that swing. It's either that or like a, a, the hard one hopper in between the pitcher and the second baseman. No in between. But I never thought about using the heavy ball to like learn to drive that that swing with a little bit of authority. I don't I don't really think about controlling the ball when I hit off of a tee. I know uh, Ryan Harvey posted some content on YouTube for a little while, and uh, he was talking about how much tee work he does and the things he works on while he hits off a tee. And I can see and understand a lot of the the things that he's saying, like they make sense and there's benefit to them. But like it's just something that like I just can't compute is controlling a ball off of a tee. And maybe that's because I never did it well. I don't really know. Never really been a control guy anyway. What I've always kind of focused on is uh, hitting it in a vicinity and getting it there quick. If I'm going to try and use what you might say control. Like, if I need to go back through the box with a, with a ball, I'm not looking to hit a blade of grass. I'm looking to just get it past the pitcher as fast as I can, whether it's on the ground, in the air. Uh, you know, if that's the hole I've got to use, if I'm hitting in a five-man or if I need to make sure I'm doing whatever with a swing, um, I just needed to get it somewhere fast. That That's kind of really my main thought process with that. And that's, that's kind of true for a lot of my approach when it comes to hitting is get it somewhere fast. And maybe that's why I don't hate cutting the ball most of the time, unless the wind's blowing in. <laughs> but, and even when uh, I'm hitting home runs, I don't, I, the, the get it there fast mentality kind of goes away and it's just drive it up. I mean, I'm hitting the ball with enough spin and I'm hitting the ball with just enough exit speed uh, to get him out of the park. So it's just a matter of the consistency, right? Uh, just kind of like Adam was saying, it's a consistency, like work on uh, just spinning it, not necessarily like back spinning it up, but instead of that cut line drive into left center, just change the trajectory of the cut line drive, you know? But anyway, you talk about superstitions, I don't think I've got a ton. When I was in high school, I used to have uh, one really strong one. I had to sit in the same seat on the bus. If we had a game, I had to sit in the same seat on the bus. And I had to have 
a Glacier Blue Gatorade and a banana before the game. It didn't matter if I ate it as soon as we got on the road, right before we got there. It didn't matter. But if I didn't have my Gatorade and my banana, I probably wasn't throwing any runners out and I probably didn't get a hit. That was my mentality getting off the bus like, I'm fucked. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) I remember one time, um, this girl I was dating uh, came to one of my games and... I had forgotten my banana and my Gatorade. I was like, yo, look, you're coming to the game, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, I need you to do me a favor. And don't ask questions. And she's like, why? And I was like, just shut up and do it. Turns out that didn't work out. I mean, just do it and don't ask questions, right? Got a winner now, though. So, yeah, that was my big one. Had to sit in the same seat, banana and a Gatorade. Then I was ready to take on the world. Absolutely ready. I never understood the whole music thing. Even, like, when it came to, like, lifting and things like that, um, I, I never really was a big, like, loud music guy. And I, I read an article that kind of explained why some people don't like music. And to me, it's like you rely on the music too much. Um, it's not that your mindset won't be there. Like, if you're, if you're going for uh, talking, like, powerlifting and stuff. And I mean, I guess you could, could relate it to anything. But uh, being a powerlifter, that's what I usually related it to uh, was... Don't rely on the music to pump yourself up. Pump yourself up. It's like if you're relying on your music to pump yourself up and you forget your headphones that day and you're supposed to PR or max out or, um, you know, your stuff comes unplugged or whatever. But um, if, if you're scheduled to max out or PR that day in your program and you forget that stuff, you're just screwed. <laughs> You know, oh, you know, I didn't max out today. I forgot my headphones or, you know, back when iPods or anything. I forgot my iPod. Just just grip, grip it and rip it. I don't care if Taylor Swift is playing. I'll probably actually stop and sing the Taylor Swift. But <laughs> I don't care if Taylor Swift is playing. I don't care if ACDC is playing. Uh, I don't care if Celine Dion's playing. I'm ready to lift. <clears throat> Dog mentality. Oh, oh. But yeah, that's what, just like Mike said, uh, there's some weird superstitions out there. But if it works, who cares, right? <laughs> and, and yeah, Adam, I do remember uh, some of the uh, Mark Gray stories vaguely. But I, I do know that he was like a big superstition guy. And then you got you got guys like uh, Robert Blackburn with his uh, five-minute pre-at-bat. Kick the dust, walk up the line, take your swings and get in the box thing. You know, every, everybody's got their own little... Uh, pre-at-bat routine. I don't know if you could consider pre-at-bat routine superstitions. Can you? Question question for Facebook tonight. Do you consider Okay, there we go. <clears throat> so I just posted on Facebook. Go over there, weigh in, or weigh in here, or don't weigh in at all. I don't give a damn because I sit here and talk to myself for an hour a night every Wednesday. Occasionally, I've got some company. I'm gonna reach out 
Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to do it right now before I forget. Occasionally we have company. We've had uh, my guy Adam, Fat Guy BP, on a couple times. We should just make Adam like a regular, just like every Wednesday. It's our thing. Snacks bailed on me. Let's see. Podcast invitation for next week has been sent. We'll see what he says. Uh, go watch Mark Wick. Okay, I'll have to check Mark Wick out. Crazy routine before he hits. The Juan Soto leg thing he does in between pitches is weird. Yeah, like the whole like squat down thing and like stare at the pitcher. Listen, I'm not a Juan Soto guy. Jason, what's up, by the way? Thanks for stopping in. I, I, I'm not a Juan Soto fan. Like, he ranks up there with, like, players that... If I'm the MLB and I'm a pitcher... Like, yeah. Uh, you're you're wearing one, pal. Like, schedule an appointment for this baseball in your ear hole every time you get to the plate. Um, yeah, Puig did lick his bat. Uh, there's a local guy. Uh, uh, Danny Hernandez is the same... Dan, he did the same thing. Uh... He, he's the same one. He'll, he'll lick his bat. Like, there's pictures of it. One of his profile pictures one time uh, was him licking his bat before he steps in the box. But the way that dude hits, I, I mean, let him lick his bat. <laughs> Don't lick my bat. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, super cool to see him on the field and back at it. He had a pretty scary run-in, uh, health-wise, uh, uh, over the winter. It, it was pretty touch and go for a while, but man, that, that dude just built different. He is absolutely built different, and that's another one I'd like to have on the channel sometime. Um, just uh, it, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about that guy, and it's fun to watch him hit. <laughs> so, D Rod, if you're listening, doubt you are, but if you are, let's hook up, right? I'll swing whenever you want to swing. You're pure guy. I'm a pure guy. We can work something out, right? Yeah, I, I keep I keep circling back to this Juan Soto thing, though. Juan Soto, um, Nick Castellanos is another one. Uh, let's see. That's that's really all that come come to me as far as like current players, off the top of my head, of guys that I just cannot stand. Castellanos, Castellanos, however you want to say his name. He's a punk. Absolute punk. Can't do that guy at all. Hey, and listen, Gio, you laugh, but it is fun to watch Gio hit. I'm going to tell you something. I remember this one time. We, uh... <clears throat> Hang on just a second. Okay. So officially booking our guy Geo, who's in the chat here for next week. Officially booking him for the podcast. I've been meaning to get that done for a long time. So Gio, I've known Geo for a long time. Geo is a great hitter. I mean, dude, he he's 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 good. And I'm gonna tell you how good he is. I remember this one time, and uh, Geo, help me before I tell the story. 
I'm sure it was balanced. And I know it was a Mikan. The Mikan recoil, the orange one, was that a balanced one or was that the, the, the max load? I think the red was the max load and the orange was the balanced. Is that right? Adam, you didn't like Nomar Garcia Parra and his his batting glove antics? Come on, bro. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Geo. So it, it was a balance. I figured it was. You've always been a balanced guy. So I, I figured it was. So anyway, we're at this tournament this one time. And me and Geo are on the same team. And like, dude, this bat was like shinier than a car on the showroom floor. And this is back when um, Mike and Recoil's had to have a thousand swings on him for you to even consider gaming him, right? This thing is shiny. I'm thinking to myself, this is kind of like the first time, my first like, uh, what do you want to call it? Sample size of Geo. First time really around Geo, watching him play like for an extended period of time because he's on my team for the day. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is this dude doing? Like, like, is this real life? This dude literally just like peeled the wrap. Looked like he just peeled the wrapper off of it. Dude, listen, this man was out there undressing infielders with this thing. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. The bat doesn't matter, guys. It's about the man swinging it. I'm telling you, the bat does not matter. What matters is your ability to barrel a ball up and just scare the absolute crap out of somebody. Giovanni Laurenti is the man for that. Just saying. Geo said, pull the video. Yeah, I, I got you, bro. I already know what one you're talking about. And if it's not, it's the one I'm using. Geo went absolutely nuts. 2015 Snowball. Oh, you look right there. Overly Snowball Geo. That's funny. First one that came up. So it's got 315 views. Geo, how many views of these are yours? Can I ask that question? Is that is that a fair question to ask? Is that shot below the belt? Oh, 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 oh. So, listen. Let's talk about a couple things first before um, we, we really get into this video here. One. 314. <laughs> Stop it, Geo. No, no, at least 10 of those are mine. because like I'll, be, I'll be scrolling through stuff and like come across this. But let's, let's quick disclaimer here. Um, I had just gotten this GoPro, decided I was going to start filming games. I was I was out here doing it right. Um, it was before I realized that they make battery pack attachments, or you could just plug the damn battery pack into the GoPro and leave it running. I had like twenty GoPro batteries. You know, I'd, I would make sure they're all charged before I leave the house. It was a whole operation before I realized you could just plug it in power pack into them. But I just got in this GoPro, decided that I was going to use it to film my videos, which I did for a couple of years. And then I was also going to use it to record games. In the first tournament, I hadn't quite figured out how I was going to mount it to the fence yet. So I just threw it on a tripod and set it behind the fence. <laughs> so these camera angles were kind of whack, all right? This is, this is the first go-around. But here we are. The 2015 Moberly Snowball. Geo's home run swings from the day. There was a couple that I didn't get, I do believe, because I had a couple people tell me that I missed some of their home runs, uh, whether we just didn't have the game footage, I don't know. But I think there was a couple in here that uh, we didn't get. Sorry, there was a couple home runs that we didn't get in here. And overall, this man just beat the cover off the ball all day long. There's a guy, Matt Allen, on first base. Let's check it out. 
terrible camera angle, but that's a no doubter. Right field with power, with authority. Here, let me. Can I help the quality here at all? Oh my god, it's already in 1080. What am I doing? What what am I doing as a YouTuber? There's T Wales. Smoked it over the tree. I, I'm always impressed at how well he hits the low ball. Roasted. Swinging the Rev X. Center field out in a hurry. There's Dave. Mike Potts. Here we go. Just just go out and get it. Geo ain't giving a damn. I mean that's I don't even know why the outfielders are moving. That that ball is just roasted. But like the ability to go down and get that ball. I I, I don't know. I just, I've never, ever, ever been able to do that. And probably some of that is like my downward swing plane. I can't get under a ball, right? Only thing I can do with the downward swing plane on a low pitch is just beat it straight into the ground. So maybe that's part of my struggle with it. I have tried to work on that as time has gone on and, and try and work on if I'm forced to hit a ball that's kind of lower, uh, just focus on hitting it up. I've got to get the bat head underneath it. Uh, and it has helped, but I've never been a good low ball hitter anyway. But Geo can just... I mean, doesn't the, the shorter the better? It seems like with him sometimes. The Matt Holiday effect, yeah. Look at that! That is just roasted. Balance bat. Balance bat. Look at that. He, he thought he's gonna have to run. No, he didn't. He just dropped the bat. Okay. Yeah, that's smoked. Forget about it. We hit a lot of home runs that day. We hit a lot. Let's see. While we're here. Oh, ads. Lame ads, really? Also, I can't say in this crap either. Why do we have... Wait, it, it, not even going to get into it. Half-naked women as our freaking ads. So, this is back before... BP Hero became like a home run hitter. I, I wouldn't say that um, I am a home run hitter, but I, I can hit home runs. But this was back in the era of still cut stuff as hard as you can. And like, I finally just got to the point in the day where I was like, you know what? Forget it. Just let the big dog eat. Yeah, Maddie McDermott right there. That's my guy. That's my guy, Maddie. Uh, Geo, that the last team we played was I think it was James DeBerry's team, correct? Um, oh, why am I going blank on that pitcher? Nate Thomas was out there pitching for him. Uh, I think they had Ben Faulkner catching for him. Maybe I can't remember, uh, but it was a lot of like Springfield, Kansas City guys. I want to say that was James DeBerry's team. Or did James DeBerry have uh, Woody and JQ? I can't remember. We'll, ha we'll have to talk about it next week on the podcast. Be a good story time. So this was back when uh, BP Hero was just kind of like, they just hit it hard. It might sneak out once in a while kind of guy. And again, sorry for these crappy quality videos. This looks terrible. <laughs> it 
Um, yeah, Manny still does play every now and then. I had him out to play league a couple of times last year. He even played a tournament with us, I think, right? Was that last year or year before? Dude's still a great time, though. Oh, my God, he's a good time. <laughs> see, you can see it there. You can see the chop there still. Look, I mean, look at that high finish. That tells you everything you need to know. Maybe I just want him to look at Manny a whole bunch of times. I think I just blocked his home run by putting my face in front of him. Don't, don't tell nobody. That craze, though. That craze was wild. <laughs> Again, with the just big choppy swing. But it works, it works, right? It's cold outside. Hitting the hot bat, hitting the good ball. There's Cobb. Hey, it's moved. Now it's looking out there. <laughs> you guys watching me out there now? Ryan Garrett over there. But I, uh, I, I went nuts towards the end of the day. I went through the first two games, I think. Without hitting a home run, and then I think damn near every bat in the last two games I hit a home run. Look at that! Look at this! That is so bad! That is so bad! What? Look at this! Look at this! The head of my bat almost hits the ground behind me. I chopped at it so hard. <laughs> Kid, what are you doing? I mean, you can't... Oh, man, that's so bad. This is embarrassing. But I've already started it, so i got to finish it. And by the way, this, this bat right here... So... Oh, I miss this bat. The Rush Rawlings 120. Sorry, the, the Rawlings Rush 120. Um, supposedly was a brainchild of Worth and Mikan. Back in the day, there were some, some subtle differences between Worth and Mikan. And if I remember correctly, the inner sleeve from one and the outer sleeve from another, I can't remember which one was Worth, which one was Mikan. But these things were insane. I had this bat. This was my BP bat. And I just kind of like, I, I hit some, hit, I had hit some home runs with the craze. I mean, this thing's kind of light. This Rush 120, uh, even though it was balanced, was a 28, and it was ridiculous hot. I miss this bad. It's so bad. I, I would almost buy another one if I could find it. But I hit a couple of balls with this thing towards the end of the day. The pitcher, Nate, comes up to me after the game, and he's like, what bat is that? Like, we were all kind of thinking it might have been shaved or something. I was like, bro, no. It's a Rawlings Rush 120. Look him up, buy one, and swing away. And he, he was honest with me, the fact that, like, he thought it was shaved. Ridiculous bat. And not to mention, I'm, I'm also going to go ahead and throw the quick disclaimer out there. My St. Louis guys remember the Apex Bullets. My St. Louis guys for sure remember the Apex Bullets. And that's what we were hitting. so bad but it works right yeah there's JD right there yeah Dane Dane Walls out there in left center just throwing his glove at it
See, I kind of leveled up there a little bit. Like, I told myself, like, just cut it out of here. And that's kind of what made it click for me, like, as far as, like, hitting a home run goes, is you don't have to necessarily chop at it harder. Just change the elevation of, of the trajectory of the line drive. And that's what kind of made it click for me. With in and again, good ball, good bat, cold outside. But it kind of like kind of started to tie a few things together. And this ball just evaporated when I hit it. Um, I think it was Mike. I think it was, yeah, I think it was Mike uh, that went and picked it up and said he found it. There's a field. There's a softball field behind it. And he said he picked it up off the fence of the other softball field. Not to, like, make distance claims, but that's a pretty good poke. What's up? Oh, you came in here like you had... You came in here like you had something to say. That's fine. Good. Leave. Bye. She's giving me the bird. No, I did start it the other time. No. Because they were all still wet. No, I, I know. Hang on. Time out. Sorry. We're going to have to step out for a quick commercial break. I'm going to let this Gatorade ad play while I argue with her. Here you go, guys. Because we had to have a commercial timeout so I could argue with you. I did last time. I did last time. I'm being attacked. Verbally abused. So I don't even know how we got down the road of that. Oh, I do know how. Because we were talking about uh, confirming our guy Geo for next week. Looking forward to that. But moving on to just one thing I do want to cover real quick. I still don't have a ton of information. But I do know one thing for sure. Uh, let's talk about the ASA Onyx bats. Uh, if you follow the, the BP Hero page or if you kind of keep up with softball gossip, let's say, at all. Uh, then you are definitely aware that uh, Onyx's ASA bats have been banned in their entirety uh, through ASA play. The Onyx ASA bats have been. Um, there's not a whole lot of clarity on why. There's tons of speculation. Uh, there's people saying that, um, oh, you know, they, they never sent them off for testing. They just slapped an ASA stamp on it and went. Like, that just can't be true. One, because ASA is going to catch wind of it a lot before then. Not to mention, you could get in a ton of trouble for doing that. And also, they were on the approved bat list. I don't know how many. I'm not going to go as far as saying that. But the Onyx bats were on the approved bat list. So there were people saying, oh, they never never sent them off for certification it costs this amount of money to make a bat and this, that, and carry on. But that just, it just didn't happen. That did not happen. I don't know what happened, but that did, that did not happen. It is kind of crazy. Um, we'll see if they get reinstated. Usually when that happens, they don't. We'll see. Uh, that's kind of a black eye for them, for sure. Uh, we reviewed one of the Onyx bats. We had one break in one swing, and um, our loyal subscriber was was awesome enough to send us another one, so we could get a review in on it. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was really good. 
Okay, so Bucko says uh, the ASA's letter uh, did say that Onyx never sent them in to be recertified. Okay. Recertified. Interesting. So I wonder how they ended up on the list. Or did they need to be sent off every year? Uh, is there any way you could DM me a copy of that letter? Because I have not seen that yet. I try to keep up with some of the gossip on Facebook sometimes, but that's one I just haven't. Like I said, I've been on vacation and, and really have not had a chance to like sit down and unwind a little bit. Um, I have been absolutely, con- I'm shamefully admitting, I have been absolutely consumed in... Uh, what's up? I've been absolutely consumed in... What the hell's the name of this game? Uh, Carfix Tycoon. The most cheap knockoff game I've ever seen in my life. But I'm so sold. <laughs> I'm in. Carfix Tycoon has consumed a lot of my last 36 hours for me. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. Okay, Jason says it's on the Onyx Facebook page. Okay. So like I said, I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and kind of like dig in and, and see who has posted what. Um, that sucks. Whether it was them thinking they didn't have to, uh, whether it was them not wanting to, who knows? But it sucks. Just from a standpoint of that's a black eye for the company, I'm sure they're probably going to get a hefty little fine for that. And if they are able to be reinstated, they'll probably be on some kind of probation or suspension or anything like that. I guess you can't be suspended, but, um, just as a whole situation, that sucks for them because their, their ASA bat we swung of theirs was good. Um, hopefully they get it figured out. Hopefully their U-Trip stuff doesn't uh, end up catching some scrutiny as well. I do think there's a bat company out there that's going to be getting a letter soon. Um, what? Oh. Um, that you, like, turn around real slow and looked at me with your toucas out, like... <laughs> so anyway um, yeah so there's there's another company that I feel like soon is going to be getting a letter because uh, their their bats are getting pretty wild they're, they're testing really low in the wrapper and they're failing miserably in a very little amount of swings um if you have hit one of these bats, do you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. There's been a couple of companies that have made a rebuttal to this bat. Because, I mean, like, if one does it, why can't the others? So that makes things interesting as well. But what was the point of changing standards if those do, in fact, pass? And... It's just a thing. Like, why why change standards if you're just going to let the bats just get down to 160 and 100 swings again? There's absolutely no point. Getting on a soapbox. I'm not going to do that. Because we've hit the hour mark. As much as I love you guys, that's all I'm giving you. So I'll, I'll do some more digging on this Juno thing. Maybe we'll follow, follow up with it next week. Well, we got our guy Gio on the podcast. So thanks for stopping in and checking out the podcast. You can find this one here on YouTube. If you would rather listen to it on it or any of the other episodes, uh, 
or on YouTube, right here on the BP Hero Podcast channel. But we also have them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If that's easier listening for you and you want to go back and listen to some other episodes, go there, hit them up, check them out. Smash the like button wherever you go. Geo, you paid for two hours. You're only getting one. This is cut rate. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Sweetheart, hey, get it, guys. Have a good night. BP Hero, catch you next time. <laughs>